0: Hello everyone! Welcome to your weekly tech update, the show that explores the newest, coolest, and admittedly sometimes mind-boggling side of tech available on the interwebs. I am your gamer dad, Ray McNeil. Coming up on the program today, Elon Musk takes us inside SpaceX's Starship MK1 prototype, and it's awesome! Star Wars Vader Immortal Episode 2 is now available, and happening in this week's What The? A woman who climbed into a lion's den at the Bronx Zoo posts a video taunting police searching for her. That and a whole lot more coming up on today's edition of your Weekly Tech Update, next... everyone. For the first time ever, a government agency has booked a crewed research flight aboard a commercial spacecraft. The agency is the Italian Air Force, which will send three people and a variety of scientific payloads to suborbital space aboard Virgin Galactic's Spaceship Two vehicle, perhaps as early as next year. Now, the experiments include gear that will monitor how the shift from Earth gravity to micro gravity affects the human body, Virgin Galactic representatives said the flight will also haul equipment designed to investigate the chemistry of environmentally friendly fuels. Virgin Galactic's spaceflight system involves two vehicles, the six-passenger Spaceship Two and a carrier plane called White Knight Two. The carrier vessel transports the space plane to an altitude of about 50,000 feet and then drops it, at which point Spaceship Two powers up its rocket motor and cruises up to suborbital space. Passengers on Spaceship Two will be able to see the curvature of Earth against the blackness of space and experience a few minutes of weightlessness before heading back to Earth. Those few minutes are precious for researchers who can conduct experiments and conditions that are impossible to recreate here on Earth. The Italian researchers will be active participants in this work on the upcoming flight. The space flyers will unclip from their seats and conduct the experiments during the brief microgravity stretch. A seat aboard Spaceship Two currently sells for about $250,000, and more than 600 people have put down deposits to reserve a ticket now. Two more Spaceship 2s are in production in the Mojave. One of these vehicles should be ready to begin test flights sometime in 2020. Scientists just found the most basic ingredients for life bursting from an ocean on one of Saturn's moons. A new analysis of NASA data reveals the presence of organic compounds in the plumes of liquid water that shoot into space from the ocean below. These compounds, which carry nitrogen and oxygen, play a key role in producing amino acids, complex molecules that serve as the building blocks of proteins. Now, without proteins, life as we know it on Earth couldn't exist. Scientists have long suspected that the ocean below the surface of this moon could harbor the ingredients for life. Researchers had detected other organic molecules coming from the icy moon before, but this is the first time anyone has detected them dissolved in water. That's critical, since it means that compounds could undergo deep-sea chemical reactions that produce amino acids. These findings were published in the Journal Monthly Notices of the Royal Astronomical Society. This work shows that the moon's ocean has uh, reactive building blocks in abundance. And it's another green light in the investigation of the habitability of this moon that came from Frank Postberg, a co-author of the study. In deep sea vents, these compounds could create life on the moon. Jets of ocean water and ice regularly shoot out into space through warm cracks in the moon's crust. The NASA scientists behind the new study analyzed data on the chemical composition of those plumes and found several new organic compounds, some of which contained nitrogen and some contained oxygen. These compounds were dissolved in the ocean water below the moon's surface. They then evaporated with the surface water, condensed and froze into the moon's icy crust according to the study anyway. The plumes blew the compounds into space where NASA's Cassini spacecraft sensed them as it flew nearby. The compounds are yet another sign that the moon might have its own version of a process that creates life just like it did here on Earth. Deep in Earth's oceans, seawater mixes with magma that bubbles up through cracks in the ocean floor. That interaction produces smoky hydrothermal vents that can get as hot as 700 degrees Fahrenheit. The vents spew hydrogen-rich hot water fueling chemical reactions that transform organic compounds into amino acids. Those amino acids can then stack on each other like Legos to form proteins which are crucial for replicating the genetic information that creates life. This process allows life to develop without the assistance of sunlight. Now that's pretty important because this moon's icy surface is highly reflective, and it sends what little light the moon receives back into space. Any life there would have to develop in the dark. NASA also plans to send a probe to Saturn's moon Titan, which is another prime target in the search for alien life because of its own abundant organic compounds. That mission is set to launch a nuclear-powered helicopter called Dragonfly towards Titan in 2026. The spacecraft is expected to arrive at Titan in 2034, then start hunting for signs of life. Check this out. Just a few days after showing off the shiny silver exterior of SpaceX's new spaceship, Elon Musk has provided a peek on the inside. The SpaceX founder gave us a design update about Starship and Super Heavy, the reusable spacecraft and rocket respectively that the company is developing to help humanity colonize Mars. Musk delivered the presentation in front of the newly assembled stainless steel Starship MK1, the first full-size prototype of the 100 passenger spacecraft. And a couple days later, he gave us a look at the interior of the 165-foot-tall MK1. The MK1 sports three of SpaceX's next-generation Raptor engines. The final Starship will have six of them, and the Super Heavy will have space for up to 37 of the engines. At least 31 of those slots will probably be filled on each launch of the huge booster, Musk said. The MK1 will make its first flight soon, That's really all we know, if all goes according to plan, that is. In the next month or so, SpaceX aims to launch the prototype on an uncrewed 12-mile-high jaunt into the skies above SpaceX's South Texas facility. A Starship prototype could reach orbit within six months if development work continues to go well. That milestone flight will probably be made by a future version of the spacecraft, Musk added. Perhaps the MK-4 or MK5. And we might not have to wait too long after that for commercial operations to begin. Starship and Super Heavy may start launching communication satellites as early as 2021. And the company has a crewed mission on the docket with a targeted launch date of 2023. That one booked uh, for a round-the-moon trip by a Japanese billionaire, who said he plans to take a handful of artists with him. As the field of players in urban air mobility gets more and more crowded, the Larry Page-backed effort Kitty Hawk is trying a different approach with its latest vehicle. It's very quiet dubbed Project Heaviside. It's all-electric, flies like a plane, but is capable of vertical takeoff and landing like a helicopter, while also being as much as 100 times quieter than a helicopter. It's also quite tiny, as you can make out in the picture with the person crouching next to the aircraft with seating for one. TechCrunch got up close and personal with Heaviside, noting that at the moment the uh, cockpit seats its passenger on bare carbon fiber. Kitty Hawk CEO Sebastian Thrun told TechCrunch the calculus here is that it has to be socially acceptable for people, while demonstrating Heaviside's capability to fly overhead without being any louder than an office air conditioner. It's also intended to support both manual and and autonomous flight, although regulatory approval could be quite a ways off. You can now turn your kitchen into a working Star Wars shrine, thanks to La Crusette's new cookware featuring some of the most famous characters, droids, scenes, and places from the history of the franchise. It includes a Han Solo Carbonite signature roaster for the low, low price of $450. Featuring the company's only roasting pan with a lid, that recreates Han's iconic look when he was frozen in carbonite. There's also the Millennium Falcon and Death Star trivets. They're $20 a piece, much more reasonable. They're made of silicone. It'll be the first time ever it will be safe to land on the Death Star. You gotta check out the Porg Pie Bird as well, 25 bucks if you're interested. If we're being honest, not all of us knew what a Pie Bird was before looking it up, but now, we know we must have one, and it must be this ceramic Porg. Cranking up the price again, it's the Darth Vader Round Dutch Oven. It's only $395. It's a limited edition black Dutch oven based on Darth Vader's uh, helmet, and it's quite impressive. However, the uh, favorite piece in the collection might be the very, very limited hand-painted Dutch oven based on the most important planet in the galaxy. Tatooine. The Tatooine Round Dutch Oven is 900 bucks. It's inspired by the desert planet that Luke and Anakin Skywalker both called home. It's an exclusive Round Dutch Oven and uh, very unique as Tatooine's iconic binary sunset is printed on it. It's complete with a signature gold knob and features the pinks and blues of a fading Tatooine sky. The special edition pot perfectly captures the warmly lit world In the galaxy's outer rim, the world that first introduced us to the Star Wars saga. In tribute to the nine films in the Skywalker family saga that will end with the rise of Skywalker, only nine of these will be sold. You can sign up at lacrucette.com for your chance to nab one of them. The rest of the collection will be available for purchase on November 1st, and you can register your email now to be the first to buy them. May the Force be with you." A paralyzed man regained the ability to walk with the help of a robotic exoskeleton that he controlled with his mind. That's right, the future is finally here. Unlike other more invasive mind-controlled robotics, this one used electrodes implanted above the brain's outer membrane, not in the brain itself. That could reduce the risk of infection and other obstacles that have limited the success of mind-controlled robotics. As part of the study, the patient who goes by bolt agreed to have two 5-centimeter discs of his skull replaced with brain sensors, each with 64 electrodes in them. The researchers mapped the Bolt's brain to determine which areas became active when he thinks about walking or moving his arms, and uses those maps to train the system. The Bolt first practiced by imagining walking and moving an avatar on a computer screen. He was then strapped to a 65-kilogram exoskeleton suit, and successfully used it to walk. The system isn't perfect yet. It still requires overhead support to keep the user from falling, but because the electrodes are not implanted directly in the brain, they have a reduced risk of brain infection. Previous experiments which placed the electrodes in the brain stopped working when cells built up around the electrodes. Researchers don't expect that to happen with these, and the Bolt's electrodes are still working now after 27 months of use. With some fine tuning, the researchers say the system could improve patients' quality of life, and with shrinking tech like we've seen in other exosuits, it could eventually be less cumbersome. Last month, the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration issued a warning against attaching weapons to drones. But researchers at the University of Michigan have come up with a strong case in favor of strapping a nail gun to an autonomous flying robot, and it has nothing to do with cartoonish hijinks. Prototypes of drones delivering packages have been demonstrated time and time again, but to date, autonomous multi-rotor aircraft have been limited to carrying out inspections of structures that can be very dangerous for humans to climb, like bridges and wind turbines and other reconnaissance applications. Researchers at the University of Michigan, however, believe there is far more potential for them, including taking over more hands-on jobs that can be potentially just as dangerous for humans. That's why the research team strapped a professional-grade nail gun to an octocopter. It's capable of autonomously flying the nailer to the roof of a home and then automatically securing asphalt shingles using a system of location markers and video cameras to know exactly where to drive each and every nail. It's nowhere near as fast as a professional roofer is at the task in its current form, but the team is already working on ways to speed up its performance while maintaining accuracy. But speed isn't necessarily the primary reason for replacing humans with drones for jobs like this. Climbing onto a roof and installing shingles, well, it's quite dangerous and having to haul a heavy automatic nail gun up with you definitely doesn't make it any safer. Eventually, a swarm of drones could be deployed on a new house, laying shingles and nailing them into place, and they could quickly move from house to house in a new neighborhood to streamline at least part of the long construction process. That would also require the researchers to find a way around this prototype drone's very limited 10 minutes of flight time but a cable tethering it to a generator, for instance, on the ground could deliver both the necessary power for unlimited flight times and compressed air to improve the performance of the Neal Gun, as these drones wouldn't need to travel tens of miles on their own. In this case, extra wires would be a good thing. The latest footage from Boston Dynamics is unsurprisingly both impressive and terrifying at the same time. Over the past few years, we've seen Atlas navigate uneven terrain and even jump around on a parkour course. This is on another level, though. The bipedal robot does a handstand, rolls around, and even does a few jumping twists, all without losing its balance. A new workflow helps Atlas pull off these smooth moves while also reducing development time and achieving a performance success rate of about 80%. First an optimization algorithm transforms high level descriptions of each maneuver into dynamically feasible reference motions that comes from Boston Dynamics. Then Atlas tracks the motions using a model predictive controller that smoothly blends from one maneuver to the next. It's unlikely that SoftBank's robots will ever need to pull off sophisticated tumbling routines, but improved agility? does bring them closer to one stated purpose, independently navigating hazardous and unpredictable environments as first responders of the future. Boston Dynamics Spot is now available for those who want a robotic companion for commercial use. While individuals can't purchase the dog-like robot yet, Enterprise customers, on the other hand, can deploy a pack of them to help on construction, plant operations, and public safety jobs. Whether it's as useful as a human worker or not, Spot is sure to impress corporate clients. Star Wars Vader Immortal Episode 2 is now available for the Oculus Rift and Oculus Quest. And I am so happy that I get to again take hold of a lightsaber and strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger. And this time around, you get to learn how to use the Force. The story picks up right where Episode One left off, and you find out that because of your bloodline, you are the only one that can control an ancient machine to recover a great power that Darth Vader wants to get his hands on. The story is short, and for only nine ninety nine 99 US, well, you can't expect a lot, but every minute of it is exhilarating and well worth the money. Gameplay is amazing, with the exception of only having snap turn. That annoys the heck out of me. But if you have enough room to turn around yourself, then I suppose that's not an issue. But I have very limited space, and turning around means I'm a foot away from the wall, and that's an easy way to break something in VR. Beyond that minor issue, however, I felt the controls were perfect, and the gameplay was awesome, even if it is only uh, about 15 minutes long. They make up for it by giving us 50 more levels in the lightsaber dojo, and this time, well, we have force powers to play with. And let me tell you, if you are a Star Wars fan, you will want to try this out. Nothing has felt so natural in a game as throwing your lightsaber in one direction, kind of like a boomerang, while using your force grip to smash one enemy into another or activating one of the many traps placed around the dojo. It's great fun and a Star Wars geek's dream come true. Next to actually having real-life force powers, that is. Audio is amazing. As always, you really can't go wrong with this $10 purchase, and I would imagine it will make uh, a few people out there spend the $400 on an Oculus Quest just to try this game. And with the recent announcement of full-on controller-free finger-tracking gameplay and the Oculus Link cable that basically turns your Quest into a Rift S, well, I would highly recommend it. And finally, happening in this week's What The?, the woman who went face-to-face with a lion at the Bronx Zoo in a video that went viral is back on social media, this time taunting the cops looking to talk to her. Brooklyn resident Maya Autry, 32, posted Instagram videos of herself on Friday, October 4th, rapping under a pseudonym. Investigators are reportedly seeking Autry out to arrest her for trespassing at the zoo. According to the New York Post, Autry's friends are worried about her mental health after the string of recent videos. Autry managed to escape unharmed after she leapt into the African lion exhibit and appeared to taunt one of the animals in a video that went viral on social media over the weekend. In videos posted on Instagram, Autry can be seen climbing over the fence into the lion's den, then waving, talking, apparently taunting, and dancing in front of the king of the jungle, despite warnings from other zoo-goers. She captioned her social media post, I really have no fear of nothing breathing. Animals can feel love, just like humans. Other videos posted by zoo-goers show Autry inside other exhibits as well. Bronx Zoo staff received a report that an individual had climbed over a visitor safety barrier. Zoo officials said in a statement, this action was a serious violation and unlawful trespass that could have resulted in serious injury or death. Barriers and rules are in place to keep both visitors, staff and animals safe. We have a zero-tolerance policy on trespass and violation of barriers. Thanks for watching your Weekly Tech Update. If you have a story you think we should feature on the program, shoot me an email, McNeil at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at your Weekly Tech Update, and check out the podcast, audio and video versions available on iTunes, Google, Spotify, AudioBurst, and elsewhere on the interwebs. Till next time, I'm Ray McNeil. Good night, world. tech update brought to you by holiday home care phillip island victoria australia it's your turn to relax Before you get on holiday on the island, contact Holiday Home Care. We can set up your residence or holiday rental, do the shopping for you, provide linen and towels, and make sure it's all ready by the time you get here, giving you more time to enjoy what Phillip Island has to offer. For more information, visit HolidayHomeCarePI.com or email HolidayHomeCarePI at gmail.com.